Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, given the time of year, I thought we could do with, we could all do with a little bit of inspiration. I recently received a book that I thought just might fit the bill. Dr. Mark Rowe is a long-serving GP whose years of dealing with patients have led him to think about health and indeed happiness in a more holistic way. This year he published his book, The Vitality Mark, which aims to help readers feel energised and optimistic every day. Mark is very interested in what he calls lifestyle medicine and he joins me now. Good morning to you, Mark. Hello, Bobby. Thanks very much for having me. Not at all. Now, am I right in saying, Mark, that the the book came about uh, firstly on the basis of your years of experience as a GP, but also by the fact that you did a series of videos during COVID, which I think allowed you to communicate to lots of people and maybe you thought that uh, the, the success you had with those videos might be nicely captured in a book. Would that be fair to say? That's absolutely true, Bobby. I mean, it's my it's my third book, and I I think you know during during the lockdowns with COVID, you know a lot of my patients were you know unable to come in or or afraid to come in, and there was all this um you know stress and concern around around COVID at the time, and so I started doing these daily videos really to support people's well being. Right. And I got a great reaction from them, and that sort of led me on then to to write the book and. You mentioned lifestyle medicine, Bobby, and really it's 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 not throwing the baby out with the bathwater because you'll never meditate your way um, out of meningitis. Pilates won't do any good for your pneumonia or whatever. So it's the best of medicine and the best of lifestyle and really understanding that small, simple steps in terms of your lifestyle habits can make the world of a difference in terms of how you think, in terms of how you feel. And in terms of how you are each and every day, it's not about being perfect, but really understanding, I suppose, there's a huge wealth of evidence now of science. And a lot of this goes back, you know, thousands of years that, you know, I mean, Hippocrates, the philosopher once said, Bobby, you know, if you're in a bad mood, go for a walk. If you're still in a bad mood, go for another walk. Or a run even, yeah. and, And, you know, you know, movement is medicine. And it's really interesting how, simply moving, getting up off your chair and moving for as little as 10 minutes will change your emotional state, bringing on all those positivity neurochemicals and really enabling you to think more clearly and and feel better. Mark, are we guilty of relying on medication as a solution too much, i.e. this pill for every ill type thing? I certainly have seen it in the States I, I th- where, where and maybe we're not at that level here yet, but whereby... You know, the only kind of, you know, sort of agreed solution seems to be some form of medication. And medication, of course, at times can be not just necessary, but it can be really life saving. But you're right. I think what's happened is if you look historically at what's happened since World War Two, there was a tendency to stockpile medication. And what's happened with the explosion of, I suppose, of chronic health conditions over the last generation. So I'm talking about heart disease diabetes, uh, the increase in cancers and other conditions associated with uh, maybe sometimes inflammation in the body, different forms of arthritis and so on. 
that that often you know medication is seen as the the only option and while medication can really be fantastic sometimes sometimes it really is only the sticking plaster solution it's really only knocking the symptoms whereas really you need to go upstream and look at well what are the underlying causes and so often when you're looking at chronic health conditions the causes come down to um you know maybe a, a poor diet too much stress not enough uh, exercise and movement and you know not really taking care of yourself a term i use bobby is this term health iq i think it's a really important term uh, and it's this idea of knowing yourself well enough to know what's normal for you going to your doctor for a checkup if you if you think things are are changing in terms of your bowel habit in terms of your waterworks particularly for men's health in terms of your sleep pattern, in terms of your mood, your concentration, how you're seeing things, you know, knowing yourself well enough. Yeah. And then also knowing, you know, how to get a proper checkup and how and how to take action. So, you know, this idea of knowing yourself is really important. And then secondly, understanding that there are so many things we can do to improve the quality of our lived experience, increase our health span, which is really this wonderful term about adding more uh, life to our years. You know, none of us can can guarantee um, when things are going to end. Uh, you know, with a fair wind at your back and taking good care of yourself, you might uh, be lucky like those Blue Zone warriors. You know, I know you spoke to Dan Bettner before about the Blue Zones, and yeah. these are fantastic areas around the world where people have a 300% increased chance of living free of chronic health conditions at age 100 because and of their diet and lifestyle blue zone areas like cyprus to uh to experience these types of um environments for themselves yeah yeah you 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 so if if somebody wants to go on this journey with you mark obviously the book is a great read and uh i was looking at a review of it and it said that the two big takeaways from your book were firstly how uplifting it was and secondly how easy the book makes beginning the changes talk to us a little bit about that it's all about starting bobby yeah um for anyone listening you know it's all about starting right now right here today with as i say with the imperfections that today brings and really understanding in your own mind that things will rarely if ever be perfect and none of us are. And that's the beauty of being a human being. We're all imperfect in our imperfections, as I say, but simply starting. And, you know, a question I often ask people, Bobby, is, you know, what's the smallest thing you could do that could provide you with evidence that you're going to take better care of yourself this year, that maybe that you're going to take better care of your loved ones this year? Perhaps you're going to be kinder and more self-compassionate Perhaps you're going to move more. Perhaps you're going to value your sleep more. Just one small thing. And how are you going to start? And what's the smallest thing you can do? I mean, I had a patient in with me recently, and this is absolutely brilliant. You know, she used to run years ago, and then she got very busy in the world of work. And, you know, during lockdown, you know, she it just went by the wayside. She wanted to get back running because she knew how good it made her feel. So yeah. she started this daily habit of just running for one minute in the morning. And she only allowed herself to run for one minute. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, she built it up. It became five minutes, became 10 minutes. But even on her worst days, months later, she would always commit to doing that one minute 
a day. I think it's a lovely idea. Yeah. Just one minute for your own self-care. And can I ask you this, Mark? Is there a link between people with a strong sense of purpose, people who are, I suppose, naturally energetic, who are doers, who get stuff done, who just have, I suppose, naturally more energy? Do those people have better hearts or better health? Or is there any evidence that that's the case? Well, there's two things I would say. Uh, there's lots of things I could say about that. It's a fascinating question, Bobby. Firstly, the Japanese call purpose ikigai. It's that inner sense of understanding the essence of who you are. And it really comes back to that intersection of you knowing who you are and knowing what your life is all about and understanding your strengths. And ikigai is associated with a lower risk of heart disease. It's associated with longevity. It's associated with healthier aging. But another brilliant study has looked at optimism. And, you know, some of us ha are naturally more optimistic than others. Some people are more pessimistic. But, you know, optimism is a skill set that can be learned. We can all learn to cultivate more of a sense of what I call realistic optimism. Yeah. By that, I mean understanding that things can improve through your everyday efforts. And a fascinating study in the Journal of the American Medical Association has shown that people that learn to become more optimistic have a significantly lower rate of heart disease by as much as 35%. Yeah. They have lower rates of blood pressure. They have lower uh, rates of death from all cardiac causes. So this is more evidence, Bobby, of the mind-body connection that, you know, we need to look at things more holistically. That it's not just about your physical health or your numbers. It's about your mindset. It's about your everyday habits. It's about your interpersonal relationships. I mean, What's really interesting is one of the leading indicators of well-being is the quality of your interpersonal relationships. Brilliant study, the Harvard uh, study of adult development has shown it's been going on since 1938, since just before World War II. And it, it's now, um, you know, still going on with, with, with descendants many years later. And it has shown that having strong interpersonal relationships is probably the best guide to healthier aging. Yeah, I get that. I absolutely get that. Another mm. thing I wanted to ask you was, well, you say that we all kind of know our own bodies, uh, and I, I, I assume we do, but do some of us, even if there's something there that maybe you just don't want to check it, just in case that it might be something that you don't want to know about, are, we, are many of us guilty of that? I, I know I certainly was in the past. I think as men, you know, particularly for us as men, not exclusively, but particularly for men, I've seen over the years, um, you know, this sense of ostrich syndrome or, you know, sticking your head in the sand and, and, and maybe ignoring important um, changes in your physical uh, you know, biology. I mean, you know, I've seen men who, who maybe had bleeding from the back passage for, you know, eight months, a year or longer before they'd actually come and get it checked out. And that can be the difference between a simple procedure versus, uh, you know, life lifelong treatment. Yeah. Uh, again, many men, as they get older, will experience changes in their waterworks, maybe, you know, getting up at night, peeing more often, whatever it is. And that might just be a sign of of an enlarging prostate that's simply age related or else it could be something else. So it's, it's, it's good to go to your GP uh, once a year, get a proper checkup. And it's it's a balancing act between... You know, not being obviously neurotic about your health, but also not ignoring um, important changes. And of course, the other thing worth remembering, Bobby, is a lot of the important things in terms of your health 
are silent. So blood pressure, raised blood pressure, it affects maybe one in every four Irish men um, age 45 and over. It's a silent condition. You may not know you have it until you get a stroke or something, you know, um, 20, 30 years later. That can be prevented by having your blood pressure effectively treated. And furthermore, lifestyle changes can be fantastic for blood pressure. You know, minimizing salt in your diet, improving your sleep, learning how to really effectively recharge from stress, building a mindful-based breathing practice or meditation into your daily life, focusing on on, on changing and improving the quality of the food you eat and, and getting enough exercise and movement. All of these things can really have a major impact on chronic health conditions. The same goes for things like cholesterol and raised blood sugar that can lead to diabetes. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I, another thing that just just to maybe to close it out, because it is a fascinating discussion and one that I'm very interested in. But you also bring forward, I suppose, a non-medical thing in the book, which is starting your day with gratitude. How, how important oh, is that? For me, it's it's foundational. You know, gratitude is all about wanting what we have, Bobby, um, not having what we want. Gratitude is a wonderful way to, I call it an antidote to toxic stress. It's a wonderful way to counterbalance feelings of inadequacy or feelings of scarcity and move you away from that stressed state. Yeah. You see, the architecture of our brains means we're hardwired for fear avoidance, fear detection and survival. And every day is kind of Groundhog Day from that point of view. So having a fantastic habit to start your day with gratitude. It's a wonderful way to reset and reframe you into that more positive mind. And I have a lovely little exercise I called GLAD, which I do every morning. G stands for what am I grateful for today? Perhaps three things, big things, small things, incidental things um, that I do feel really grateful for. Uh, There's so many things when it comes to different aspects of your health. L, what am I going to let go of today? You know, we all have little things in life, Bobby, that can be nibbling away or biting at us every so often but we can choose to let go of those things so what am i letting go of a who can i appreciate today you know i've seen a lot of people over the years bobby who've been beaten down in in relationships or in workplaces or maybe by by life itself you rarely see somebody coming into my room who's suffering from over appreciation you know yeah um who can you appreciate it might be that person that that makes you your coffee uh, just a smile and a thank you uh, that little bit of kindness really can make a big difference and then D how am I dedicating my energy today you know my energy at work in my career and my energy at home with my family and in my own self-care so glad okay. lovely way to start your a, day a lovely way to start your day and indeed a lovely way to finish the interview so it's new year new me and uh, it's a great book and it's well worth a read. And I, I really do like the way uh, that, as Dr. Mark Rowe, it's written by a medical man, but it covers so much more. Uh, it's called The Vitality Mark. Uh, it's available with Gill Books for, I think, sixteen ninety nine, And the author is Dr. Mark Rowe. Thanks very much, Mark, and Happy New Year to you. You too, Bobby. Thanks a million. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.